has been educating and inspiring individuals, entrepreneurs, and leaders for decades. He's helped millions of people to move past the mental barriers that were holding them back from stepping to their power to become a better version of themselves and live a kick-ass life. I know this firsthand as I'm Jenny, Dan's wife. And here's your host, Dan Locke. On the podcast today, Dan is joined live in Vancouver by one of the top fitness business coaches online today, Vince Del Monte. Dan and Vince break down Vince's story from being a personal trainer to entrepreneur and the powerful sales lessons and skills he learned to build multiple multi-seven-figure businesses. Now, here's Dan and Vince. Welcome to another episode of the Dan Lok Show. As you know, every single week I bring you a special guest, a successful entrepreneur, a heavy hitter. And today I have my good friend visiting from Toronto, right? <laughs> got it, from man. Toronto, Vince DiMonte. Now, Vince is not just a social media influencer. He's really the, the trainer for trainer, right? Yep. Like the, the fitness expert for fitness expert. Yeah. And I know like, he has a very successful mastermind, which I'll actually be speaking in a couple of days. Yeah, we're so excited, man. To, to his high-level students, right? So um, I'm happy to be there. And I say, hey, man, since you're coming to town, why not come to my house and just, you know, have a conversation yes. and be on my show. Right? <laughs> it's an absolute honor. This place is just magnificent. Oh, yeah, thank you. Just, thank my you. mind's expanded. Thank and, you. Uh, man, you just treated me like a king. Your yeah, team, man. you guys uh, picked me up in the car. You guys had the notes prepared for the videos. It's just, wow. You guys are operating <laughs> on another level and uh, good, good people here. That's how, how our team works, how we roll, right? So Vince, maybe take us back in the beginning a little bit, right? Like from day, back then, like how did you get into business and how did you get into what you do today? Yeah, sure. Well, I knew nothing about business way back in the day. Mm. You know, I uh, was a uh, nickname Skinny Vinny. Mm. I was uh, a long distance runner. Yes. I was raised in a runner's family. Mm. Yes. Went to school and uh, I got a degree in um, exercise science in our uh, university, we called it kinesiology. Mm, okay. And I was uh, destined to be a high school phys ed teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I was meant to do because, you know, summer's off and, hey, you're helping kids. And it sounded cool, you know, to be a phys ed teacher. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while I was going to school, I was also enamored by these dudes I was living with who were buff and okay. super muscular. Remember, I was skinny mm. Vinny. Yes. Right? And I, I uh, was really always trying to figure out my identity. And thank goodness I had running Mm. I was a very competitive long distance runner. I was very good at it. Mm. I found my identity in it. Mm. I even represented Canada in triathlon. I went to the world championships. And that's kind of how I got Mm. through university and through high school Mm. and how I managed the nicknames. Mm. But I always had this curiosity with if I transferred 60 to 100 miles a week of running into the gym. What would that look like? Yeah, could I get big? It was just a curiosity. There was no like... Could I monetize this? Could I write an ebook? Could I make more money? Just it doing was, it for your yeah, own it was, like improvement, right? That was it. Got it. Just to get the girls at the front desk to maybe take a second look. Mm. That was it. Yes. So um, I get into uh, the workforce after spending $50,000 on a university education. Mm. I'm working for $10 an hour at the age of 22 at a local YMCA, mm-hmm. five minutes from my house where my dad works out. Mm. And one of the first things my dad asked me after, uh, you know, he sees me in the gym every day, you know, helping other gentlemen, you know, do the back extension. The same machine he uses is, 
are you going to be a personal trainer when you're 35? Mm. And if there was anybody in my life who I would you know, consider those words not as a, a critique, but as, as a genuine feedback mm. and a great question to consider, right. it was him. Yeah. And, I, and I thought, huh, he doesn't believe in this path. Mm. And I quickly realized that it wasn't his job to believe in me because nobody had ever gone down this path. There was no playbook for being a, tra- a personal trainer. And and at, I, the, at the time, did he feel like that's not a real career? Yeah. It's almost like it's, it, that's a hobby that you kind yeah. of do, right? And how are you making 10 bucks an hour yeah. after a $50,000 university education? Mm-hmm. You, you know, I mean, anyone on the other side would be, a, how do you make that calculation? Yeah. So I quickly realized that I needed to make him believe. And that's when I started getting introduced to um, books on wealth creation. One mm-hmm. specifically, The Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. I don't know if anybody uh, listening has ever read a book that changed their life, but that was the one for me. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that I was hitting a ceiling working at the gym. And uh, my first inclination was to ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. So I asked my boss for a raise and she said, let me talk to the boss. <laughs> They came back to me the next day and they said, yes, we can give you a raise. In one year from now, we can give you a $1 raise mm. from $10 to $11 an hour. Mm. And that's when I discovered the definition of job, mm. just over broke. Mm. And that's when I realized it wasn't my boss's job to make me rich, but to provide me a paycheck. Mm. And I didn't have aspirations of getting rich, but I just realized that I was, I was capped. Mm. And uh, I went to a gym nearby that was known for sales, mm. very aggressive, it was always full, and I got my first introduction to selling, which is something I knew like nothing about. Like a gym membership, Gym right? memberships, yeah, yeah. and then quickly I saw I could uh, make more selling personal training, mm. selling you know, 144 sessions and getting a 10 to 20% commission, and I quickly you saw. Do, you do high ticket sales, literally. That's like high ticket closing I, right there. I was doing high ticket closing at the age of 22. What was the package, what was the amount? So my biggest package was 44, sorry, 144 sessions for how much? at, you get a reduction on that if yeah. they paid in full for $40. Okay. And I still remember my biggest package was selling a husband and a wife for the year paid in full. Yeah. And it just blew my and mind. How much was that? Uh, so it was around six, seven thousand dollars yeah. but then I'd made 20% on that. That's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I quickly realized that was my first introduction that I could write my own paycheck. Mm. And I was very blessed to have a boss, mm. that a mentor, he really invested heavily into me. So much that one day I said, Murray, why are you investing so much mm-hmm. into me? Like, you know, I'm not gonna be here forever, right? Yep. He's like, you'd cost me more if I didn't invest into you. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's, I didn't know, I didn't have language for that mm. at the time, but that was my first exposure to an abundance mindset. And uh, the, way, the way he, uh, gave me feedback, if you will, was like, Murray was a big man, mm. uh, 240 pounds, wow, you know, six, 7% body fat all year, mm. big arms, just, he was a wrestler. He was just a guy that you, you commanded oh, your presence. Yeah. yeah. And I remember one month I didn't hit my sales quota in the gym and I swear he was going to come and flip the table. And I, I was like, and the way he um, handled that situation, well, I'll never forget. And all he said to me was, um, well, he knew I wanted to buy a new car. Okay. I was driving a, a nice Acura RSX with yeah. the earnings I was making, but I wanted to get an Infiniti G37. Oh, nice. Right? Nice. So I'm 24, 25 at the yeah. time, and he yeah. said, uh, Vince, I don't think you're going to like your paycheck this month. Ooh. 
Okay. I don't think you're going to like your paycheck. And he threw it back on me. And that was the very first exposure to, again, I didn't have language for this idea at the time, but success is your responsibility. Yeah, taking your own responsibility. Yeah. He said, you know, I, you know, we can find somebody else here. And uh, I was like, wow, this is my opportunity to figure out how to make a name for myself and how to master this skill of selling and communicating persuasion and following up with people and mm. handling rejection. I had no idea that I was building what we would call today entrepreneur muscles. Mm. And I, was, I didn't know I was building this emotional resilience mm, yes. that has served me yes. to this day. But that's where it all started. That's where like my birth into the world of sales. And I became the guy in the gym where everybody would just keep showing up at the office with coffee and they just put it outside the door and they just want me to stay in the office because it's my job to sell the training. training yeah. And I was writing everybody's paychecks, not literally, but... But you're creating, you are the rainmaker. You're yes. the one that's generating revenue. And I was like, I'm running the show. I'm like, wow, I brought this one department from two personal trainers to 15 personal trainers because I knew how to sell. Yes. Which and is the had, number one skill you need, by the way, to be successful in business. Yeah. And, the ability and the, to sell and close, right? Next thing I know, my, my boss is offering me 20%. I started down at 10%. And when I sold over 20,000, I get 20% on that instead of, I think, 5% as, an, as a scale structure, which mm. was really smart. And then you removed my base. And I just worked on pure commission. And I mean, you by were, my mid 20s, I was closing. Yeah, I was closing. I yeah. was a high ticket closer in my yeah, mid 20s. Yeah. And I loved it, but it was also a roller coaster. Yes, yes. It was a freaking roller. It was days yeah. I was like, this is brutal. People left the office because I got, things got awkward. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing half the time, yeah. but I was persistent. And uh, it was probably, man, oh man, I learned more from those years selling in the gym than I did at four years combined in university. Wow. Now, talk to me about, because, you know, I am very passionate about closing and sales. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you, maybe one or two key lessons you've learned during that, that period of time that, that helps you close a lot of sales? Yeah, Can you I think, give me something that maybe people have not heard of before. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, th I think you have to understand that um, people are not buying a product. Mm. And they're not buying an outcome. Yeah. When you buy personal training, you walk in overweight, you walk out overweight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are buying feelings. Yeah, emotions. And the more you make someone feel, the more you get someone to buy. Mm, I like it. All like right. Because you think about it, even if someone who buys personal training, yes, if they are going to show up, they're going to exercise a couple times, well, I wonder how many times per week, mm -hmm. have a personal trainer, but that's still a, a future possible outcome, right? right? But they are investing, they're buying right now yeah. in order to get the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So. I think people need to understand people, they buy because of emotions, they justify with logic. Yes. We, we know that, right? So that's cool. I like, I like that. Give me another one. Yeah, I think also um, one thing I always threw, up, threw back at people was, are you doing this with or without us? Ah, okay. Are you doing this with or without us? So you join the gym, so you're going to lose 30 pounds no matter what, right? Mm. Yeah? Okay, cool. So you understand today you're buying four things. You're buying speed. You're buying knowledge, you're buying relationships, and you're buying accountability. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. So you're already invested. So I want to find out, are you pursuing this whether you hire us or not? And now they see us as a vehicle to get there faster. Mm. So, so I want them to know what they're buying. Yes. Right? Uh, and, and that way they can say, yeah, I'm buying speed. Yeah, I'm buying knowledge. I'm buying relationships. You know, they're in a, a culture of... Uh, 
community of trainers and other clients like them. It's a a community, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're buying accountability. So Mm -hmm. I think um, that's really, really important so that when they say, yes, I'm doing this, I'm like, okay, cool. And I think um, that's really big because people get that. Yeah, yeah, and they can see, oh, maybe just on my own, well, I'm going to get that slower. I'm not going to get the knowledge as fast because I'm kind of figuring out on through yeah. a scoop hot knocks, right? Right. I'm not going to get the relationship because yeah. I'm just kind of doing it on my own. Yeah. And I definitely don't get accountability because yeah. no one holds me accountable except myself. Yeah. So they kind of get no, 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 no for all four, right? Uh-huh. That's interesting. And, and there's a number of other things, but I think one thing I do like, there, there's kind of two, this is kind of like two in one. Yeah. Some people you need to get to rock bottom. Yes. You really need to take in the rock bottom yes. and it gets really uncomfortable. And you find out that the reason the lady's buying personal training is because when she drops her son off at school, the son's friends laugh at him because of how overweight the mom is. Mm. And, the, and the wife has to drop, the, the mom has to drop the kid off around the block and make his son walk to school in the freezing cold mm. and jeopardize his health because of how embarrassed at how shameful she is mm. and when when people are buying they're they're really buying to release those emotions yes to eliminate now they don't go home and tell their husband hey i bought uh, this training package today to release the feelings of shame and guilt <laughs> right yeah and, but like, you have to like, they, they have to know that they yeah like i there. say like People don't buy their way into something, they buy their way out of something. Oh, I love it, yeah. Right? They don't just buy into the outcome, but they, there's some pain, yeah. some problems they have they want to solve in their lives, right? A lot, a lot of times, they're emotional right. kind of problems, right? There's an emotional payoff. I like that. That's so cool. I think it's really good. And then with that whole direction, what I love to really help reframe for people is not what's this going to cost you, but what's this going to cause? Yeah. What's this going to cause? And to really help them see this as this isn't something that's being taken from you, but something that's going to be given back. And really just having that conversation on having them communicate what this is going to be worth to them yeah. so that there's a dollar amount yeah. a- a- attached to it. Yeah. So, so that's really big. And, um, and then on the flip side of all that, that's where you have to take someone rock bottom and you, they might be in the office for an hour plus. The phone call might be like an hour plus. There's other people... Who I can kind of sense, you just got to get to the point. So it's like, hey, man, so what do you need to know to make a decision today? Let's mm. just cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah. I've closed a lot of people into my mastermind in like five minutes because I know they've watched all my videos. And I just want to, so what do you need to know to make a decision today? All right, are you the decision maker? Is there anybody else influencing uh, the, yep. the thing here today? Yep. And let's just get to the point, man. Mm. You know, you've been thinking about this for a long time. And, and, I, and I really like to start, I, I believe in education-based sales and helping them mm discover that they have to start acting in a certain way that they want their prospects Mm. to act when they get on the phone with them. So so what I teach is you buy the same way you sell. Mm. So if you want to become someone who attracts decisive people, you have to become decisive. If you don't want to attract people that always have to say, I need to think about it, then you have to stop thinking about it when it comes to buying. If you don't want to get those people that say, well, I'm going to shop around a bit, you need to stop shopping around. around. So I I, I really teach you create your own objections because you can't overcome those objections if you don't overcome them in your own life first. And the big one, and I'll share this one, Mm. is um, 
I got to talk to my spouse. Ah, uh, yes. I got to talk to my spouse. Yes. And, and what happened in my personal life a number of years ago when I was outside of mentorship and I dropped out of a mastermind and I was trying to navigate on my own, I got lured in to these Facebook gurus who proposed blowing up my wife's business, female fat loss business, and uh, they had a you know a agency thing and it was $55,000 and they were going to take the reins and I convinced my wife of it. And uh, long story short, they were legitimate con artists mm. and we didn't see a single penny and we didn't clue in that they were con artists for over a year. It was one of the most stressful years of our marriage. Mm. And um, Because your wife was involved and then... She you- trusts me. Yes, you guys put out the money, yep. and she's supposed to grow up the, grow the business. Right, so after that event, mm. she trusted me up until that point in our, in our marriage mm. with money. Like, she says, you deal with money. Yeah, I don't know how to do anything with money. So, but that decision created this, uh, man, I just, I, was, I started asking, hey, what do you think we should do? I was asking her business questions, mm-hmm. and, and she, she was like, I could tell, like, why are you asking me these questions? Like, this is your forte. I don't want to carry this burden and pressure. Deal with it. But because I lost her trust, I got into this position where I was afraid to invest further mm-hmm. because what if I let her down again? And I told my mentor, my mentor at, the t- at this time, yeah. this story. Uh, Bedros and I said, I'm afraid to invest this money because I might lose it again. Yeah. And, and uh, he said, essentially, well, you know the three magic words, right? I said, no. <laughs> I said, what are the three magic words? Mm. He said, trust me, baby. Mm. You got to re-earn her trust. Mm. You have to re-earn her trust. So yes. I, I told her, I said, hey, this investment into this mastermind is $50,000 uh, $50, mm. and uh, I need to do it. And it's a paid in full. And to get to the next level, to pivot from fitness coach to business coach, I have to do it. Mm. And she said, okay, when mm. I said, trust me, baby. Mm. And then I took massive action. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, we've completely retransformed our life. But it all started with getting her to trust And me. I know, because I know your story, it wasn't easy to make that transition, right? Because no. now you are almost like letting go, reinventing yourself. Yes. Reinventing your business model, which I've done multiple times in my career, where you have to let go of something that's kind of working. Yeah, I mean, and, it, was just, it was seven figures every year. Yeah, like, like, like clockwork. It was, it was a seven-figure job. I yeah. turned it into more of a, it was a job. It wasn't, yes. I knew how to do it every year, mm. but it wasn't, go, it wasn't going up. Yeah. It was so, plateaued. So to let go of that, like a, a business, a job, seven-figure, to say, I'm going to do something, it's kind of still in the same fitness industry, but a completely different business model, yep. a different offer to the marketplace. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about that transition. How did you... How did you deal with that? Well, I didn't deal with it well at first mm. because when I made the pivot, I was also trying to grow this clothing company oh my that goodness. I know nothing about. Okay, yes. I was also trying to launch a supplement. Oh, I still had my fitness yes. stuff. So no, I didn't, I didn't cut the tie. Okay, you were but, doing multiple things. So I'm making yeah. all this money now for my fitness business coaching program, bleeding it back into these other things that weren't working. Thank yeah. God I had mentors yeah. that kept saying you've got to get singularity of focus yeah. the fitness has got to go the mm. supplements got to you know find someone to run it for you or mm. you just got to stop investing into it the the clothing line just stopped that completely yeah like you know that's not your thing yeah no yeah no and i'm like oh my god so i'm i'm the problem here mm, mm. so it took probably about a year like i'm all in now on our i don't know i don't even know how much money my the clothing company's done um the supplement sells itself. Fitness business, I don't know what's even coming in with that. Mm. 
everything is focused now on growing one thing. One thing, yeah. Which yeah. is the mastermind for yeah. fitness professionals, right? Yes, this is all I want to do. But yes. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy because what was also happening is you're, you're not just fighting. It's not about money here, man. This is so beyond money, guys. Mm. It's your identity. Yeah. And, and you gain this status as a seven-figure earner. And what happens, the challenge was what if I lose this identity? Mm. And I was playing not to lose. Yes. I wasn't playing to win. win. Yeah. And I still wrestle with that today. And yeah. I think you probably kind of caught on to that maybe yeah. as we talk today. But it's an identity thing. So where, why, why do I have this identity in these metrics? Why, am I hold, why can't I find a sense of peace in my life unless I'm at this number? Mm. And, and this is kind of what I'm wrestling through. Yeah. And you know, I'm having real conversations with my wife. I'm like, Flav, if I start to make the decisions I need to make mm. for this thing to grow... If we've got to liquidate the gym, liquidate the house, go to a smaller town, would you mind? She's like, I don't care. Mm. I'm like, huh. So what, 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 why am I so scared? Mm. Mm. And I think a lot of people may be able to relate to this, not losing some form of identity that is filling some void, some insecurity yeah. in their yeah. life. That's actually, let's talk a little bit about that because I do see entrepreneurs, and including myself, my older self, where the identity you wrapped around about, oh, like, I, you know, seven-figure entrepreneur, you know, I'm a million entrepreneur, like, a lot of this stuff, right? Like, status, right? Sure. Where how the world sees me and then this and that. And what I realized is, as an entrepreneur, like, compared to the, the, the organization I have today, compared to before, now, the skills, of course, the skills I have today, they are more, I have more skill sets. There's no doubt in my mind. But a big shift in my mindset is before I was growing the company for me, mm. that my identity is tied to that. So I'm very attached to any fluctuation in terms of revenue of the company. Oh, making less money. Oh, this, like, it's a lot of that panic Mm. kind of energy that I bring to the business. Mm. And I wonder how come I I cannot find like good people, right? Or I cannot uh, grow as fast as I want. Mm. Even though I'm I'm hustling, I'm working hard, Mm. right? Like this, something that you just feel like, this is not not going very smoothly. You're not in in flow, Mm. right? It's very, very interesting. And versus when I let go of the need to control. Mm. It's very interesting. Right. When I let go of the need to control, then things just happen. Right. Interesting. So, so what you just said here is uh, something that I've heard other leaders talk about. And, and what they say is you can have either control or growth, but yeah. you can't have both. Correct. So how Correct. do you let go of the control? I know you're interviewing me, but how, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know for you, how do you let go of the control? Because I came to the conclusion is we have no control. Huh. Like what control do we have really? How, like, you know, we think we have, right? Anyone, any health, right? right? Something could happen in terms of you get into an accident or suddenly you get hit by this disease or, or you get sick. We have very little control, right? right? Like if you think about like how, because human beings, we kind of want our securities, but if you really think about it, 
We actually don't have much control. It's hilarious when you say that because if you think of all these people that eat so healthy and work out a million days, you know, a year, yet they still get sick. Yeah, and then and they they unfortunately they, <laughs> they don't diagnosed, eat gluten, diagnosed they don't with eat some. Yeah. yeah, and then they get sick, and then they get diagnosed with some some life threatening disease. Right. And then when you realize, well, actually, you have very little control. And same thing with your business. Mm. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, today. What's the worst, 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 worst case scenario, hmm. right? Like rock bottom. I'm thinking, you know what? I have all these. I have in my investments. I have my assets. I have all this stuff. Um, worst case, like I lose like all this, all the business stuff. I still, I'm okay, hmm. right? Like it's not. I'm, it's not like I'm living on the street. Sure. Like I'm okay. I got my assets. I got my properties. Got all this stuff. I'm like, yeah. So, am I okay with that? Yeah. It's it's like when you go into a a a fight, you know, you know, worst case, worst case, <laughs> I'm gonna be hurt this much. I'm not yeah. gonna die, but I'm gonna be hurt this much, yeah. right? I'm gonna get my bleeding nose and and bruise. That's gonna be the worst case scenario. Uh-huh. Okay, if I know my worst case scenario, then I actually don't have a lot of fear mm. because I can live with that. Gotcha. Right now, I could just okay. Let's focus on. It's very interesting when I shift my focus into. Not building a business for me, right? Which you you still you you focus on building the business, right? Sure. When you focus on not building a business for yourself, but for a bigger purpose, you will not believe the the help, the opportunities, the the. It's money is a funny thing. You're talking about purpose and service. Purpose and service, and and a bigger purpose, mm-hmm. your mission. That money comes to you faster, easier. Mm-hmm. Opportunities just knock on your door that you cannot even chase or aim for. Mm. Like there, it's there is no way you could. Like the oh. things that are happening in in terms of in my career in the last couple of years, you cannot. I cannot even create it. I would not dare to say, "Oh, because I created." No, like the, uh, just recently, some opportunities come on, uh, like come to come onto my lap. Like, uh, it's not something I could market for or things like. It's not that like though. Yeah, it's hard for people to wrap their mind around. Yeah, it's like yeah, you want to because entrepreneurs, I think we overestimate about our abilities. Right. We think it's me, man. I make it happen. Yeah. I get I get shit done and all that. No, here's my belief, and I'll circle back to the question. Yeah. If you ask me ten years ago, you ask me, "Hey, Dan, what's think about your percentage? What percentage is hard work? What percentage is luck?" I will tell you, freaking ninety nine percent hard work, one percent is luck. I will give you that answer. Hmm. My business successful because I work my ass off, right? Because <laughs> I'm good at what I do, right? Yeah. You ask me today, I'll give you a very different answer. Hmm. I would probably tell you one third. It's my skill. One third, it's luck, and one third, it's my people. Wow. Huh. So my part is actually much smaller, yeah. and my skill set is being able to to exercise my talents, my creativity, my exercise because I have the right the right thing, the right timing, and then as well as I have the right people on my team to be able to do that. So my my. 
contributing factors becomes less and less and less. That's what I would say. You really do create a team. Yeah, you really do become something bigger than yourself. Much bigger, and then that attracts more people to be a bigger team. So, so that's the way that I see it. Now, so go back to your question. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so right. So that's I how that's I see. Great. It. So no control. Um, and so through the transition, you were doing from that to now the mastermind. Talk to us maybe a little bit about because I know you got some creative ideas about. Filling the mastermind, selling high ticket. Mm-hmm. Like when you told me about, oh, actually, you're marketing your mastermind high ticket program mm-hmm. through like Instagram. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was a. That's like, oh, that's a neat. I, I never thought about that, right? Which idea with Instagram? Like you, would, I, you actually be able to sell. Like people think of selling on mast, selling oh, low sure. ticket on on, on Instagram. Gotcha. It's a twenty thirty dollar thing. No, but you're selling. Yeah, I built the entire mastermind off of Instagram. And I only started Instagram a year and a half ago. There you go. Like, I, I didn't even have an account. Yes. I, I didn't take and it seriously. And your mastermind group is not cheap, 18,000? 23.8. 23.8, so 23, 24K, yeah. right? Yeah, a little less if they pay in full. <laughs> okay, so, so now, so how do we do this? Say someone has a high ticket program, yeah. they want to utilize Instagram to sell that. So, what, what, what do you recommend? Yeah, we've found that. Conversions happen from conversations, mm. all right? And the most instantaneous place to get those conversations started is in the DM mm. with people watching your stories. Mm. Right now, we're living in a golden era yeah. of Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you think about it compared to email, what happens when you send someone an email? Well, they opted in a long time ago. They forget who you are. You probably sent them some junk along the way. Yeah. Now you're not an invited guest, but an unwanted guest. Like a, like a spamming, right? Like a spamming. Yeah, but but think about Instagram. If you watch someone's story, you are in, you you're, you're there. Get your phone. You have to turn it on. You have to scroll across, find them, press the button. There's no distractions. You're there. going to them. So yeah. so it's a completely knowing now who's on the other side. People who want to follow you. Mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity to really connect. And every story I ever put out, well, first of all, I did 90 second stories every single day. I had a little simple framework, uh, Monday motivation, teaching Tuesday, wow Wednesday, which was featuring a success story, throwback Thursday, which was a lesson I wish I learned many years ago, freedom mm. Friday, yeah. which would be, hey, look, I'm with Dan, it's Friday, mm-hmm. and we're you know, hanging out together, and mm-hmm. this would never be possible if I didn't invest in myself many years ago. Got it. Uh, social status Saturday, which would be kind of something similar, and uh, then Sunday is Spiritual Sunday where I'm at church and I'll share something that my pastor's uh, sharing and I'll kind of reframe So do your 90-second kind of like your content calendar, yeah. right? 90-second every, uh, every, single, every single day. Every day. A right? different theme. Yeah. And, and from there, how do you transition into, like do you drive them to an application page? Do you yeah. say swipe up? Or? Initially, it was right to the county link. It mm-hmm. was just if you're ready to start a successful and profitable online business, mm-hmm. you know, swipe up. And we've obviously changed it. Now we're, we're coming up with a quiz which um, is framed around, see if you're even cut out to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. because really most people aren't. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what no one knows how, no one has a clue of what this is, what mm-hmm. this whole world is about, mm-hmm. right? Everybody sees the cars, but mm-hmm. this, if everyone wants financial security, this is the most insecure industry ever, being an entrepreneur, the amount of risks you have to you take. Don't, yeah, yeah, right? And personal trainers are the worst entrepreneurs in the world because, you know, they want to spend three hours in the gym, they want to make their own meals, they want to just be a big fish in a small pond. So, like, you're likely not cut out for this, so why don't you take this quiz and find out if you are, and, you know, if you 
cut from the right cloth. If you get the right DNA, then we'll set up a call. And yeah, we do everything over the phone. Everything's done on the phone. So, so, there, so they fill out that little form and you get yep. it on the phone. Calendar app to on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I did it for a year longer than I should have. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a part of the reason we connected mm-hmm. to find phone closers. We got a full-time phone closer now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's writing himself some great paychecks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were mastering this. It's incredible, Dan, how much money you can make when you get good at this one thing. Mm. My, my, my closer just checks me the other day for his side business. He sells a $7,000 course, which teaches uh, people how to get their first 100,000 Instagram followers. And uh, he's just mastered the ability to take someone to rock bottom mm. and overcome objections. Mm. And just like every coaching call, it's just like, Role playing. It's getting better at that one skill. Like we're not building new funnels and automation sequences, and it's just like he's just getting better at selling, and his income's going up. It's almost too easy. So just get better at one thing. That's it. And that's what I did for a year and a half. So we're talking about like with DM, with getting people on the phone, with closing, which is awesome. Like I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of Instagram swipe up. They go to a page, they book a call, and you close them. It's again, it, it, like you said, it almost sounds too yeah. simple, right? It cannot be that simple. Give yeah. me, give me a, a ten-step funnel, you know, upsell, you know, downsell. Right? I, I'm not a complicated guy. Yeah. I built a seven-figure business off the words "no nonsense." Yeah. I, I thought I always aced my exams in high school, 97s, 98s. Yeah. I call, I call home. I tell my mom, and she go, "Awesome, son." I get my mark back, 62, uh, 63. <laughs> yes. And I'm a simple guy. Yeah. I'm a simple guy. And I've, I've discovered to multiply, you need to simplify. Yeah. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here to skim a ton of cream off the top. And yes, do you want to evolve beyond that? But what's happened is now I have a full-time guy that does the chat for me. And from that, I discovered the six E's to effective chat. So we mm. have a very specific way to take somebody from top to bottom, increase trust, qualify better before we get on the phone. Yeah. We are, so we kind of triage them off in a 10-minute yeah. conversation. And now that's one of our most profitable places of ROI. Because um, yeah, I get a guy in there who's DMing, he builds them up, they're ready. We get them to watch a ton of stuff, move them over. Phone closer closes, it's a simple. And because what I do is coach fitness business coaches on how to have a high ticket coaching program themselves, when they see us do it on them, they're like, this works. Mm. And then we're basically teaching them how to do that so that they can create some capital because people don't understand you can't build a business on credit cards. No, no, <laughs> you know I mean? no that's not good. You idea. gotta get some cash going. Yeah. But they don't have the funds, so we have to show them these non-paid ways. Mm. And we've discovered that virtually everyone has about six figures in their ether. Yeah. Everybody has access to about you know, 25 to 50 people who will pay them a couple hundred bucks a month, which is immediately a six-figure income. Yeah. So you don't have to do all these complicated strategies. It's almost too simple what we do, Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, do a free giveaway and then boost it and mm. they get people to raise their hand who say um, or who who try and win it and then bring them in the DM mm. or uh, so from the DM then you have you kind of have the conversation we're not talking about spamming people by the no. way you have the conversation asking them questions the, right? the first question would be hey Dan mm. exclamation mark and they'll wait for you to reply mm. and then you come back and uh, say hey this is Vince how's it going hey what kind of clients do you coach Dan mm. 
Oh, cool, cool. Hey, yeah, awesome. Great stuff. We coach lots of guys just like you. Uh, so what's the vision for your business? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm trying to do this. Awesome, awesome. Really good stuff. What's working? What's not working right now? Mm. So it's a real conversation. Oh, right on, right on. Anything you're struggling with? Oh, yeah, kind of struggling with that. Mm. Okay, good, good. Yeah, we got a lot of guys struggling with that. Okay, would you like some help? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you guys do? Well, we've got, you know, then we, so we're just, it's, it's literally like one sentence questions. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing on a phone call. Yeah, yeah. They're but you doing, do it on like, a DM. If you look at the conversations, it's like this. Yeah. But this is not happening this, like, like it could be a few days over, right? Yeah, sometimes yeah. it, it will, because we go back and forth, because our final question is, is after we've asked them, you know, sorry, would you like some help? We say, what would you like some help with? Mm. And they'll tell you two or three things, and then that's where we start into, like, that's how we start kind of sliding in our IP. Mm. And the way I teach guys is that you've got to prescribe pills. Yeah. So if you're not sleeping well, yeah. I'm a doctor, yeah. I'm going to say, you got to get some magnesium theonate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, magnesium theonate, that's my problem. Yeah. So every solution, we, just like you asked me, how mm. do you make the money? We have a course called Converting from Chat. Mm. Oh, name your IP, mm. right? So we own everything that we teach. And uh, then, you know, someone says, oh, I can't scale my coaching program. I don't know how, you know, I can't increase my retention. Mm. Okay, we have mm. to teach you how to unpack your IP. Mm. Oh, how do you do that? Mm. Uh, we teach you coach-directed um, curriculum, not client-dictated chaos. Mm. Oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, it's a module we have, you know, it's inside. So we're peaking curiosity. Mm. We're naming our IP and we're letting them know we've got pills. Mm. You're, you're sick here, here, and here. And just like a doctor, so we position ourselves mm. as a doctor and a mm. leader, mm. not as a salesman. Mm. So, hey, yeah, a doctor would say, you need this pill, you need this pill, and you need this pill. Yeah. And then our final question in that convo is like, would you like some help? Mm. And if they say yes, then we say, cool, let's do this. And then it's, uh, let the me introduce you to call. my, yeah, let me, call. yeah, well, sorry. They're driving to a call then. Yeah, and then we say, let's do this. And then the way you frame the call, Dan, this is what everyone screws up. Yeah. And this is why people don't show up for the call because yeah. it's not positioned properly. Mm. So one of the things that we really set up is that, hey, on this call, we're going to brainstorm a game plan for you. We're going to find out what your vision is for your business and mm. what's possible. That word possible is a game changer. Mm. We're just going to see what's possible. Let's find out what's possible. Okay. All right. And then we're going to figure out what's working, what's not working, and what you're struggling with most. And what we say, this is this is the money. At the end of the call, you'll leave clear and confident. So mm. we're future pacing positive emotions that they want. Mm. So there's a reason now for them to show up on the call. Mm. In fact, I had one guy, I actually did an Instagram story about uh, Mark Havens today. Mm. He's flying in, he joined our mastermind a month ago. And I gave him some tips on how to structure his pricing, how to do paid in fulls at a discount at six months and 12 months. He was doing month to month. He applied and I told him, name your freaking program and give your program a tagline with a unique mechanism at the start so Mm. that you've got a process that stands out so you're not making a claim, but you've got a a way to support how you're fulfilling that promise. He made these three little tweaks. He texted me before he he signed the 12 month contract and he said, I've already made three grand Mm-hmm. just on the last call I did. Mm-hmm. And this guy's made 15 grand in a month of being in the coaching program just by using some of these really simple things. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Oh, and, and when you say the, 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 what's possible and leave with clear and confidence, you say that on a, on a sales page or say that in, in a DM? We repeat it over and over. I say it in my IG stories. We say it in the triage chat. We say it on after, now we have a formal application page. We say, we say it on the payoff page yeah. where the thank you page where yeah. there's a video of me and we give them instructions on what to do next. So we say that thing over, we say that over and over. Mm-hmm. So in the pre-frame, and in the uh, post there, mm. and when we get on the call, mm. hey, okay, so the intent of the call mm. is to find out where you're at, where you wanna go, mm. what's working, what's not working, right? And uh, we want to, uh, so we wanna find out what their results are, um, what's the reality of their situation, and what's the roadblocks, mm. all right? The mm. three R's, yeah. all right? And then we also say, hey, by the way, this call's for you. Mm. If you wanna take this call in any direction, you let us know, and it truly is. They can take the call in any direction. direction, And at the end of the call, if you'd like to talk about coaching, just let us know. So as we go through the call, we ask Mm. a lot of like really simple questions like, hey, so where do you you wanna go from here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does all make sense to you? Hey, Mm -hmm. what's been most helpful for you so far? Mm -hmm. And we just kind of let them pace the call until it comes up to where they wanna know what, 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 what can you help me with, right? Yeah. Well, if we could do that, you know, would that be something, would that be a sooner thing or later thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, why, why is that a sooner thing? Mm-hmm. So, so we really just take our time. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, now I've learned from you, Dan, yeah. take the tonality. Tonality. And, and it really is coming from a place of care. Yeah, and just service. Like, yeah, yeah, so, so great. So, um, so uh, yeah, by the way, why did you reach out to us today? You know, why, why not push this off for another month or two mm-hmm, months? Mm-hmm. You know, is there any specific reason? So we just really unpack the conversation yeah, yeah. and we just keep letting them guide it. And what we're really doing is we're teaching them how to sell by the way we sell them. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've helped make the decision when uh, you know I simply reframe the question back to them and they say, oh man, this is really expensive. And I'm like, what do you think somebody would do in your situation that you look up to? Mm. And uh, they're tight. Do you think they would make the leap? Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing. So what do you think we should do next? Mm-hmm. So we just let people make the decision because yeah. I don't want to push somebody into something that they're not prepared. They're going to be a horrible client. Mm. We need to teach them that, hey, this is the exact reason. And they need to this. have that emotionally, they need to be emotionally invested yes. into the decision, yes. that they, they own the decision, right? Yes. And I tell them, hey, listen, you know, uh, there's, there's only three reasons you shouldn't do this today. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's actually more, but you know, you know, you're not prepared to be decisive. Mm-hmm. You're not committed and mm-hmm. prepared to back this commitment with time and money because yeah. that's what a true commitment is. And you're not prepared to resolve because there's going to be battles. Yeah. And every battle is going to get bigger, but the rewards will get better. Mm. So we're just very transparent about mm. what's coming, mm. right? And we tell people, we're not looking for clients. I'm not. I don't want another client. I want a success story. Mm. I want to feature them on our show, mm. Becoming an Entrepreneur. We've got an awesome show. This is what's been driving our coaching program. We have better case studies than anybody else. Mm. You know, we got one guy we're uh, featuring this week, and you'll meet him, Frank, from mm. the Netherlands. He's, yeah. done a, he's uh, doing a million dollars every three quarters. Very cool. Frank DeBlanc. Very <laughs> this cool. guy's outstanding. He's a machine. Yeah. He makes more money than I do. Yeah. <laughs> he's, for, Frank's crushing it, and we're going to tell his story in a really cool way, in mm. a genuine way. He came to my event couple years ago so mm. so uh, I think it's just being really honest but then also knowing when to lean in don't get me wrong we're not afraid to get uncomfortable mm. you know I, I, I was born in the gym you know what I'm saying so I know that tension yeah. you know and you know this is Grant Cardone but like pressure is what produces 
you know, diamonds, you mm. know, and, and you can't be afraid of pressure. Mm. You can't be afraid of some tension if you even think in your relationship mm, yeah. with your employees, with your wife. I'm sure your relationships haven't got better without going through some tension. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that way, um, you know, we just know this is a natural part of a conversation when you're trying to, you know, break through to new, to new ground. I, I love it. I mean, we could talk closing <laughs> marketing all day. Vince, if my, my fans, my, my audience, they want to find out a little bit more about what you do, um, even follow you on social media, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, we'll just give them two spots. If we give them any more, they're not going to remember, yes. right? So I'm on Instagram. You'll find my verified account. I answer all my DMs. So follow me on Instagram and the Vince Del Monte podcast show is something we're pouring a lot of attention into with amazing guests mm. like yourself. Mm. So um, Vince Del Monte podcast show and my Instagram account. I would just follow the Instagram just to see how this works. Yeah. Right? Just to see like the process. Hack, hack the funnel. Right? That's, that's right there. A little, little, little funnel hacking right there. Yeah, yeah. It's just very, very powerful because most people, they have the limiting belief they can't sell high tickets through DM or through Instagram, right? But at the end of the day, you're dealing with people, yeah. right? If you're good with people and you are coming from a place of care, mm-hmm. right, that you believe, truly believe your product and services that can help someone, then you, you empower them to make the yeah. decision. You inspire them, to, inspire them to make the decision, right? I've had to train everybody on this system yeah. because we addition people. We don't interview, we addition. So I say, all right, sell me. I'm the prospect, you're the closer. Mm. And I just, I start the conversation and say, like, oh man, nobody knows how to do this properly. Mm. So you I gotta, know. You gotta train them. It's a skill. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 100%. It's a skill. It's a powerful skill. It's a skill. It's a very, yeah. very powerful skill. If you enjoyed the Dan Lock Show, you'll love my new book, Unlock It. The master key to wealth, success, and significance. Published by Forbes Books. The name of the game is not getting rich, but staying rich. Unlock It will teach you not only how to make money, but most importantly, how to keep it and how to multiply it. Get your copy today. Go to www.unlockitbook.com and that is www.unlockitbook.com and that is www.unlockitbook.com and also when you get your copy today, you'll also get some powerful exclusive bonuses. So again, go to www.unlockitbook.com to get full details. You should create a course on you this. You should. You should. Thank you, buddy. Awesome, Thanks man. so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of The Dan Lok Show. Head over to thedanlokshow.com and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. You are guaranteed to expand your thinking, your network, and your network. So be sure to subscribe to the show today. Dan also has a gift for you. Go to www.danlockshow.com because there are bonuses when you subscribe.